Hey, it's Scott Hamilton with Rockfile Radio. I am on the tour bus, a, a place that I seem to spend way too much time on, considering I'm not in a band. But I'm here with Danny Cavanaugh from uh, from Pronounce It For Me, because in America they say it ten different ways. Everybody does. Uh-huh. The official pronunciation is anathema. 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 Got but, it. but I prefer any of the other five pronunciations <laughs> that I've heard. <laughs> you know, in the South they say anathema. It, it's all the same to me. Is it good? <laughs> now it's been a long time you guys have been together but you haven't toured the u.s a whole lot and the sound has changed over the years uh, to me as a, as a fan I, like i told you a minute ago I've, i got in you guys about 2001 and i think uh you know you guys have solidified what your sound is on the last couple of albums how's that feeling to you You guys have come a long way and i know some people have been in the band and left the band Are those influences kind of hang out with you and i think we found ourselves in as much as the inner core songwriting team stayed together and and Lee joined in. So what my brother and John and I have Mm -hmm. as a songwriting team and as a musical imaginations has been added to by Lee, John's sister. And that is is like anathema now. Mm -hmm. And you know, we'll always play with people who can support that. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and help that to be realised. But and work with producers and stuff. Right. But uh, basically, um, the inner core. This is the core that I'm uh, like really feel com- comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we have to work things out. And sometimes, sure. you know, it's not always easy. I, I can be a little uh, dominant at times, and I have to take <laughs> learn to take a little step back sometimes. Right. But it, it's it's all good. You know, it's all part of the process of being in a band. Bands are strange things. You yeah, know, it's they, like they a family, have, yeah, but they're, dysfunctional. They're, yeah, they have they have a funny dynamic. <laughs> Bands have a strange dynamic, and it is like a family or a lot like a relationship in yes. many ways. <laughs> but I I'm pretty comfortable, I have to say, with this core, and I feel like um, if everybody stays happy, dedicated, we could do this for a long time to come. Still, well, it's been over 20 years, so you're still doing it. Yeah, getting bigger all the time. Yeah, yeah, and getting better. Yeah, I would say. I mean, you know, we've really come into our own with the songwriting and. I, I suppose so. we're fortunate. I mean, did hindsight, that sound, kind of lead into, you know, we're here because we're here and, and weather systems? I don't know exactly where we're here came from. Mm-hmm. That's probably the key question is how that came about. I'm not sure. Something st- stepped up in the writing. Mm-hmm. And I think it coincided with me, like, cleaning up. I, like, stopped drinking and smoking and doing drugs and all of that right. stuff. And I got some really good therapy and then got into some spirituality ideas and... And started playing the piano more, and, and it, you know, and I think it grew from there. And Vinny also came into his own as a producer, an arranger, and a vocalist. So those kind of two things happened, and and that brought together with those couple of songs from John, and mm-hmm. and then Stephen Wilson mixing the album. <laughs> that like was the begin, the kickstart of yeah. our neck of this phase, which has culminated now in the third album of the trilogy when I was about to ask about that yeah I will get to that one yeah. Yeah. I was listening to it like sitting here like two hours ago it's just finished a few days ago that's what I read yes. yeah so um, I picked up a copy of Universal how was that that was like an epic show for you guys I mean you could see the look on your faces filming it, it, it the crowd everybody was wearing your shirts and everybody was totally nervous I bet. Yeah, I like. I can't fuck this up. I can't fuck this up. That's why everybody was saying. I like putting this down in high yeah, definition yeah, yeah, on yeah, multi-track. Yeah. You, got, you got it. Everybody was nervous. So I made a conscious decision to enjoy it. And you can actually watch me if you look at the second song. I don't play for a whole lot of the first part of the song. And I said, okay, I've got a break here. It's track two. I'm taking a break and watch it. And I just deliberately made a conscious decision to take it all in and stop worrying mm-hmm. about something going wrong. 
but rather concentrate on what was the moment and feel the moment and feel the energy and hear the orchestra behind me and and deliberately, consciously enjoy it. And from then it was great. It was the best show of the whole tour. Well, would you tour with the symphony if that were... Selected shows maybe, but nothing more than that. That was too difficult? It's just the logistics and the money of doing that, you know. But you could play Capital Cities, but I, I mean, you can't transport 26 people around. No. You know, unless you've, you've got the ticket sales to do it with. Right. But uh, one-off, you know, like that, it, it worked. It worked well. It was an amazing show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So that's what I read the other day, was that you guys were currently working on the album, so it's done. When's it coming out? Uh, June. June. It's coming out in June, yeah. It's called this, uh, yeah, I think I'm allowed to say the title. Do you know the title? I don't. Well, then it's probably not been re- announced yet. Well, we can edit that part out. You can yeah. See. It's <laughs> di- distant Satellites. Nice. Yeah. Didn't I see a shirt like that already in the, yeah. Yeah, yeah the shirts are there. Um, it's 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 a beauty. It's uh, it's kind of it's 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 a bit different. It's it's kind of classic anathema, but then it moves off and takes you by surprise and goes like somewhere else. Well, when I when I discover a band, um, I'm in the radio industry, so I hear about new bands, but usually in the genre that I'm working in, the format or whatever. But when I find a new band from left of field, I start with their current album and then I start working my way backwards to to go back and. Some bands I can't get to the beginning because eh, a lot of bands their best work was the beginning and then they kind of went downhill. But you're one of those bands that got better with age, in my opinion. And and like the last two albums are beyond what I would call progressive rock. They're just good rock albums, not even rock. They're just good albums. Yeah. And so this is the third of that. Yes, and a little different. And it is, you know, if 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 the first two were a little similar, this one is a little different. But um, it is. It feels like a natural progression again to us. Another step up but we are lucky in that respect and it's not only me who's been writing that stuff but John Douglas got better you know and and Vinny's um, got better as like an arranger and really come into his own and the vocalists are really special and it is a strange thing that we did get better with time and maybe the seven year break made us that was a strange time and we didn't make a record for a long time I wrote a lot of stuff in those years that would never make it on an album now like I wrote two albums worth of songs that at the time yeah I thought wow yeah but like looking back it's like I think when Dreaming Light happened and and Universal the song I think when those two songs came about it was like okay this is the standard and we want to keep this standard Mm -hmm. and on Weather Systems we did kept that standard I would say 70 or 80% of the whole record and on this one I would say it's more or less 100% it's that level wow so you're very proud of this work obviously I think it's the best one we've ever done did you think that about weather systems and we're here? Yeah, I th- I but that's thought, good. I thought we'd never be able to follow either of them, but we've do- managed to do it. Yeah, and I dare say it'll keep coming. We're not running dry yet. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how does social networking, media, internet, how's that all affect you guys as what you do? As far as you, do you read the comments that people write about the songs? Do you? I used to, mm-hmm. Scott, but I've stopped. Uh, not because of any particular reason about the comments. I enjoy the comments. Mostly they're positive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you take the positive ones and the negative ones, you think, well, you know, what are you talking about? He probably about? had a bad day. Yeah, well, <laughs> why, why would you sit there posting negative comments on, on YouTube? You know, there's, right. surely there's something better to do with you at the time. But um, I actually dialed out of the internet a little while ago, and I just use it for emails and, and work now. And I kind of left social media, except to talk to, you know, family and friends, you know, on like WhatsApp. But that's it. And uh, that's made a difference, actually. I feel like I've detoxed from the Internet because like every, everybody, I was a victim of the laptop like everybody else. Oh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then it's the iPhone and 
start living in this like alternative world where everything happens inside a screen so I kind of dialed out of that and I still get all my work emails from the band sure. and the manager every day and I love that I love, if I love my, my Starbucks and answer the emails listen to the radio but that's as far as it goes for me so I'm not really reading the comments at this point in time but, um, and I'm not missing it but uh, I'll be interested. I, I might get in, you know, get a, get on a laptop for for an hour or two, you know, when the album comes out and start and check what people are saying, you know, right. you know, a bit of an ego boost. <laughs> oh. Sometimes you need that, that little extra. Yeah, well, it's. I suppose I really believe in the music, and if the guys are really happy, and I think they are, for the most part, everybody's okay. We're working things out. Then that's our job done. And if people like it, then that's obviously the biggest bonus, and that's great. And you want them to like appreciate it and you know you want them to you know be moved by it and the message to come across and, and I think it will I mean because we've been on this upward curve and the, and you know the record sales have been getting higher and, and you, touring farther you guys yeah. played India a couple of years ago for yeah. the first time things yeah, like that yeah the better management now and stronger management and, and like um I, I, you know, there's just uh, the thing. Everything's stepping up a little bit, so I don't see any reason why distant satellites won't be accepted as like another cracker from us. Another classic, yeah. instant classic. Yeah. yeah. Is there going to be a surround sound mix or anything with this uh, one? Actually, I'm not sure about that. Uh, yes, I think there is, and also Steve Wilson mixed a couple of songs. Nice. That doesn't uh, hurt. No, no, <laughs> and, and, he, and he did a fucking amazing job as well. I was, I was like, I emailed him. I was like, why am I surprised that this is unbelievable? How, how the fuck did you do this in six hours? <laughs> it's like, why am I surprised? Should I like, you know? Yeah, he's just remastering Yes albums and things like uh, that now. It's, it's like, amazing. <laughs> Well, he did a cracking job on those two songs, yeah. but Krista, our producer, really produced the, the entire record with us from the beginning, every note, including all the demos. So he was really involved, and his mixes are equally brilliant, you know. Awesome. But to give two songs to Stephen, actually it was four, including the B-sides, but two album tracks to Stephen, they come back six hours later like, what the fuck, how did you do that? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> he is brilliant at that. He did actually say to me uh, back in 2005, um, if you ever want me to mix a record, I'd be happy, because that is actually what I do best. He says, I do a lot of things, but what I do best is mix albums, what he said to me. And on the evidence of a six-hour mix of those two songs, I'd say he's fucking right. Like, <laughs> seriously. And I'm not blowing smoke up the guy's ass. Right. I really mean it. It's like unbelievable. Well, and he really likes you. I mean, well, like I said, when I discovered Porcupine Tree in 2001... I looked to the bands that he wanted to tour with and he worked with and it was you guys and it was Catatonia and, and I was like and they're all good yeah. so but he still sings your praises that you're influence, influential to him well that's very kind of him <laughs> and, and since I've got to know him and tour with him he's been an influence on us too and he certainly had an effect on our career you know with the production and uh, the, the mix of that album and is that how you make Lasso your director on Universal um, no, no. Uh, um, uh, yes, it will be through. We had the uh, same management for a while, and, uh, and Lassa came through Steve, yeah, mm -hmm. and also the uh, string arranger that we work with uh, on Universal and also on the new album and Weather Systems and we're here uh, is Steve's guy, who's also doing Opeth as well. So right. it's a kind of neat group of people back in England who do stuff and and um, and seem to do it because they love it. Yeah, everybody does, you know. Yeah, but they're you good. Hope. They're good at it, you know. It's it's that you know. It's finding that striking that balance of somebody with, whose heart is in the right place and the motivation is in the right place, but they're also good at what they do, you know. And when you, stri you strike that balance with somebody, it's great. Steve's definitely like that. So is Krista, the producer of Phanathema. He's like our official producer, a bit like our George Martin, right? And uh, the Norwegian guy, and he's he's exactly the same. He's he's got a fantastic little studio and. 
really, really well. has an amazing work ethic and good ears and good, great heart. So, you know, it, it's good. And, uh, you know, most of the people you meet in this business are nice. You know, the fans are good. Really are. Yeah, you know. And, you know, and I'm, you know, it's not a cutthroat business. Well, not certainly not. A, not at our level. <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe at the top. The suits with the big bank accounts. Yeah, maybe, yeah. The guys, so the, the guys who have <clears throat> bought Spotify. Yeah, they're all... Um, <laughs> Um, uh, there's a there's a word I'm not saying here, kids. You'll just have to fill it in for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> now, each tour, you've done something big, and you kind of culminated on this last tour with filming Universal. Yes. Do you have any plans for the next tour, doing something big somewhere you've never played? or? It depends, really, on what the manager throws at us. You know, we've got new management now, and he's going to be really guiding a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only insist that the quality is maintained. So, like the you know the quality of the output must stay as high as possible. Other than that, I will compromise on, or work with, or negotiate on anything else. Where we play, how we play, how things are done. But the quality of the product is paramount to me. And it would be a shame to me to ever put out like a second DVD that wasn't as good as Universal. Right. So I don't. Which really is a pretty high bar you've set for yourself, by the way. Exactly. So I'm gonna have to have, have a sit down with the manager and anybody we meet with and say, look, you want to do this release? Fine. If it isn't as good as that, I'm not doing it. You know, it has to be. Which and you know, and these these people cost money. You know, it's not oh, cheap yeah. to do that stuff. I think cost a fortune. Oh yeah. And it's like the money man will be saying, yeah, but it didn't break even. I said, I'm sorry. I don't care if it didn't break even. <laughs> If it's not as good as that, I don't want to do it. And this we, this album we've just made is the most expensive album we've ever made. And yet, we could shave some money off the next one. Yeah, there were some unnecessary expenses, but the thing had to be right. Otherwise, I was going to literally stop being a nice guy. <laughs> no, really? You could do that? Oh, seriously, yeah. <laughs> if this thing wasn't right, I was ready to kill something. But you're very happy with it, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I insisted you should have read some of the emails I sent. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were really under pressure to finish it. Right. On schedule, and our producer fell seriously ill and had to get an operation on his back. Very serious operation. He was really, really fucked. And, um... That we, 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 okay, we, he can't mix all the songs. What the fuck are we going to do? Get Steve Wilson. He's the only one I trust. <laughs> I don't care what it costs. Get him, you know. You, know. you never say I don't care what it costs. I, I did, <laughs> I did. It's not that not not particularly that. Um, I'm not saying like Steve's expensive or anything, right. but you know what I mean. But what I'm saying you is, you had to have it right. It had to be right, no and, what and, the and, and, and yeah, and I, we were panicking that it wasn't going to be right because they were pushing this deadline. The producer was ill, couldn't mix all the songs, and he's like, get somebody else to mix these songs. It's like. Um, what you know? Yeah, uh, let me just you, go find someone. Yeah, do you, do you realize how risky that is? Uh, I said, "SW" in an email. I just wrote that "SW," like and left it, <laughs> and it comes back the next day. Steve said he could do it. It's okay, good. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> but the the industry is geared towards momentum. They, uh, yeah. you know, whether radio stations or a band or your, Im- they want the momentum. You got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. There's a timeline to everything, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and that is fair enough. Because you know, these days, so much is fighting for people's attention. If you get lost in the shuffle, they'll forget about you. Totally. And I think it was Tom York who said, uh, releasing an album can be like uh, throwing a, a pebble in a fucking big waterfall, and it just goes down, and there it goes. The and next you never thing. saw it. Next one. And yeah, Another yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's just keep constantly gushing, this water. It's a bit like that. But yeah, there is a momentum. And the manager is right. A good record won't sell itself. Sometimes you, it really is about the setup behind it. 
and I respect that and that's why we stuck to the deadline and stuck to being on this tour bus touring with him mixing the album over the internet modern technology yeah, is an amazing yeah. thing we did it in Chicago for two days in a studio streaming the mix with the producer in Norway and, you know, and Steve's sending mixes to my iPhone and thank, <laughs> thank, God, he's, thank God he's a genius because I just have to listen to him and go how the hell did you do that because it could have been somebody else and it could have been totally different right. but uh, like I said the product had to be right and we really really are happy with this one and um, there's also like uh, a shift in the emphasis on the percussion because uh, John Douglas has, is still in the core and still right, he wrote the title track. And um, but we he's not he's no longer like a drummer. He's become more like a percussionist than an electronic kind of percussionist. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing a bit of keyboards and synth stuff and writing songs really and and, and being a mental filter for the songs. Um, but we brought like a. Daniel Cardoso in to actually play the drums because he's very focused and very sharp and very creative with that so um, there's been like a shift there so the album sounds a little different because of that too like the rhythm section's got a, a little it's a little lighter on its feet yeah than it was yeah I can't wait to hear it well I mean, some people will complain but you know it's uh, the fact is that we found a great uh, third way you know where we can shift the rhythm section, and John Douglas still writes the title tracks of the albums, and and still contributes in a, in a different kind of way. I think it's got to be hard being in a band because fans kind of want you to sound like the whatever favorite album they had. I'm sure Rush hears Twenty One Twelve every time they go out on the road. Somebody goes do Twenty One Twelve. You know how do you deal with that as a band? You really just have to write from your heart and put it out there, right? You have to please yourself first. And uh, I am conscious that we're not going to suddenly do a song that sounds like Beyonce, and I wouldn't write a rap song. Right. Because it just wouldn't be me. But, you know, I, I don't, we don't write formulaic music. We try, to, we try to, surpri- to surprise ourselves and push ourselves. And the title track of this new album is a good example of that. It's, I think it's John and Vincent's finest moment. Really? John's written it, Vincent has produced it. And. Um, uh, and it, it's their best moment and it's an undeniable song and yet it's like doesn't sound like Sleepless it doesn't sound like right. Untouchable or any of those guitar based songs it's different is that your favourite song in the album or do you have a favourite yet? Uh, I think they're actually all my favourite um, but there is a moment on the record there's a f- actually there's several the thing's unbelievably good it's got to kick blow your fucking head off <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's quite okay. <laughs> You're proud of it. I'm getting excited. I'm cool. Uh, I'll play it to you later on. All right. I can put it on now after this interview. All right. Yeah, we'll turn off the recorder. We can't let that out now. But to round up, yeah, I mean, ultimately, you do have to, like, please yourself. You can, if you choose to, keep one eye on what the fans want. But we don't really do that so much. Because uh, you really don't want to repeat yourself. you got to evolve as a band or you're kind of sitting still. Yeah. And it becomes, uh, I don't know, some kind of day job or uh, something like that. And, and, you know, and it's not about that. It's That's about not why any of us got into music as a job. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the feeling that you, you know, that, that feeling, that magical, beautiful feeling of, you know, just excitement and wonder or whatever it is. Then you get that feeling when you're creating it, when a tune comes or when you're finishing a record or even when you play it live, you, it, it comes back. And it's about that. It's about that intangible, beautiful transmission of energy between people. Totally. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what the music's about. And that's what music should be about. And all my favorite stuff is the same. Bands like Sigur Ros, mm-hmm. for example, Athens for Peace, I saw last year. Sigur Ros just played here in Miami. Yeah. 
just incredible. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. What a show. I know all those lights. <laughs> I know. I worship that band. I really do. I worship them. I saw them in Wembley. I saw them twice last year. Once in Lisbon when we were doing pre-production with Daniel, and once in um, London Wembley Arena, and uh, just like. You know that guy. You know, for those of us here in America, they come from not even left field. It's a it's another planet. They yeah. you know for most most people here. Yeah, yeah. I know they're, they're like uh, I don't know how to describe. It's transcendental. Yep, that's a good way to describe yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, beautiful and and uh, because it's not just the music; it's the lights and the stuff they throw yeah. at the audience and the yeah, <laughs> just something very very it's magical. Art. Yeah, very yeah. It's pure art and it's huge. It's but it's that melodic. The melodic genius, you know, it's that ab- ability with a melody, you know, undeniable, beautiful, and and that's the bar that we set ourselves. And we know that, you know, there are certain bands that basically, like whether Anathema fans agree or not, I know there are bands out there better than us. They're usually millionaires, you know. <laughs> that's not necessarily better. It's just, you know. It is. Just a minute. And this is a good one. It won't be long. Um, <laughs> He's trying to save you, isn't he? He's trying to get you out of here if you're bored. Yeah, no, there's another interview coming. Um, <laughs> for me, there's another level above what Anathema are. We're, I think we're awesome, but there are bands I know where our ass is kicked. And I'll give you several examples right now. The Joshua Tree by U2. Like, anything by Radiohead. <laughs> Wish You Were Here, Pink Floyd. Stairway to Heaven. It's not a cliche. It is one of the greatest songs of all time. Yep. If you don't think so, it's because you heard it too often. Go home, forget you heard it, listen to it again. It'll blow, it'll it'll blow, blow your, your mind. mind. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I know there's another level. The Beatles, Black Sabbath at their peak. And you don't think you've hit that yet? No, I don't. I'm not sure that we ever will. But we're doing our best. We aim that high. Because it's not so much the success. You're not looking for a money figure. You're looking for your songwriting getting to that level, right? Getting to the level that like Tom York and and Yonsei and Kate Bush have hit. Or, 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 or the greats. Yeah, even from as a melodist, Chris Martin, for example. Right. You know, I would, I would put him up there. Paul McCartney at his peak, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't ever think for a minute that we're quite as good as that. But we're fucking trying. <laughs> You're doing a great job in this fan's opinion. So we're, we're giving it our best shot. But ultimately, we can. You know, we're just awesome. We've got something. We've got something. Is there, there's a real, there is a magic there, and I just want to keep the guys happy and. You know, listen, listen to people's feelings, and I'm trying to be a little bit more conscientious now that the record's finished. You know, make sure everybody's happy on this well, ride. I'm not that easy. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not the easiest person to make albums with. You know, I don't know how anybody puts up with with me, but um, I just think it's got to be right. Hey, it's not a bad way to be. Not a bad way to be at all. No, but I could be a little sweeter about it, but I just can't help myself. You're a perfectionist to yeah, a certain extent. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so bigger U.S. tours coming? Is that the plan? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is only really, I mean, you've played some festivals and things over here, but this is your second proper tour. Yeah, and a good one to be on. I mean, Villy and the boys have treated us very, very nicely, and they're a great bunch of guys. And, and put you in front of some audience that may not have heard you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, at their invitation, and we've basically pulled out all the stops every night and, and never taken no for an answer. And We shifted the emphasis of the set list a little bit, you know. We're not doing too many ballads. We like say, okay, you, you got forty minutes. We're going to do like what one and a half kind of ballads. You're not going to do any more than that. Right. You know, you can't. You know, and you've got to kind of grab them, grab their attention, and keep it uh, for forty minutes. And that's been our mission to like grab them from the very first moment and do not let them go don't until the go. end. And so you, you you kind of shift the set list around based on that. But I saw you made some fans tonight. 
I believe so. And if they can remember and pronounce the name afterwards, <laughs> then we're all right, aren't we? <laughs> well, that's why I got the pronunciation at the yeah, beginning, because I've always said it right, but you know. Yeah, we come full circle back to the pronunciation that I said at the beginning, so yeah, hopefully it's going to go well anyway. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear the new album. Yeah, well, you'll hear it later. If you stick around, I'll play you a couple of songs. Sounds great. Thanks for spending some time. You're welcome. Thanks, man.